And so what I tell my patients is that, you know, the medications can are, are necessarily to maybe temporarily fix something, but when we get to the root cause, maybe the goal is to try to fix the root cause and, and then use the Band-Aid as mm. a temporary fix while we fix the root cause. That was Dr. Christine Nadeau, and this is Guild Stories. Welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story, and it's the stories that connect us all. I am Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content. We are so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we'll explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. Awesome, y'all. Welcome back to Guild Stories. Um, here today with Dr. Christine Nadeau. And super excited to hear, obviously, about her medical journey and, and the ways that she's seeing and treating patients um, in a cool way. But but also the, the story of her business model and the way that she um, is approaching uh, the world in, in, in a slightly lovingly disruptive way, <laughs> which is going to be cool. So I'll read, read a quick bio and then um, Dr. Nadeau is super excited for the conversation. Dr. Nadeau is the founder and CEO of Bloom La Vie Health. She has been a practicing board certified family physician in the Liberty and Kansas City area since 2002 after completing her family medicine residency training in Phoenix, Arizona, which is probably a little nicer in February than KC, by the way. Dr. Nadeau received a BA in biology and psychology from Baylor then attended Creighton Graduate School to study genetics and immunology, which I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm excited to learn more. So, Dr. Nadeau, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Justin. Of course, of course. Um, we got connected through actually a, a friend um, and and fellow colleague here at Guild, the Muir family. Um, and it, immediately I was like, man, this is like a super cool model. So I guess mm -hmm. like the, the jumping in point, uh, when you get asked by random people like me or folks in the community to say like, Hey, what's bloom lovey health? Like what's, what's going on there? Like how, how do you, what, what's the initial way you kind of talk about your business? Yeah, it's interesting, right? It's a very new concept of care. We blended, um, the way I explain it, it's a, it's a very new concept for business as a business model. Mm. We, we removed the insurance out of, of health, mm. <laughs> healthcare, yeah. um, and people are so used to having the insurance in the business of medicine, but we took a step out of insurance, mm. okay? Um, so we wanted to just be, mm. have it be between us and the patient, mm. okay? So that's part of it. Um, so that's the business side of it. We removed insurance, and it's just me and the patient. Mm. Okay, um, I get to make the decision for my patient, so that's pretty cool. And then from the care side, we have a really unique way of managing our patients. We have a more holistic approach. Um, the body is so beautifully designed, and um, it's so beautifully balanced, and we keep that in mind. So we really focus on getting that person um, their health, back to the basics. And we we focus more on the basics of health because we all know that it is all about nutrition and sleep and stress management and all mm. those things impact health, right? So you're born a certain way, you've got your genetics, you know, but we all know that there's so much more to health mm. than just giving you a bunch of medications, you know, so mm. not that we're anti-medications because I'm mm. all about science and I understand medicines will help, 
that that's going to be part of the treatment plan, not the entire treatment plan. Yeah. Okay. I, so many thoughts. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm on my own like journey towards this stuff. We, when, when we started the, the business, um, the, the, when we started guild content almost five years ago now left like a fairly stable, amazing, cool job that had health insurance and the whole thing. And with five kids, like one of the big question marks as we unplugged was like, Oh, what do we, do? <laughs> what do we do for health insurance? Right. right, right. Um, and, and so it's, it's an interesting, it's always the first question. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And it's like expensive and confusing and, mm-hmm. but you like have to have it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting is we, again, totally it's related, but different than, than maybe how you phrased it. Um, we've been personally on our own kind of journey toward like we're self pay. Right. Um, we right. do like a, a, a meta share, like Samaritan's ministries is the name of the organization we use, which, which is interesting. It's like, we're, we're technically like uninsured, like legally. Right. Mm-hmm. But we've got this super cool community and, and this neat model getting down a weird rabbit trail already. I apologize. But, um, but it was such an, and you would know mm-hmm. circles more than me in terms of the depth here, but it's like, it's fascinating to see when we approach a provider or a hospital or a whoever and say, yeah, we're self pay. It's like, Oh, like we literally are just like, we buy our health care in a way that's like pretty straightforward. Like we would our groceries. Um, and right. so anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. So it is very complex. And when patients, the first thing patients always ask mm-hmm. when they call our practice is what insurance do you accept? And what I would say is that we don't, it's not that we don't accept insurance. It's that regardless of what insurance plan you have or don't have, we will still care for you. Mm. So mm. almost 100% of our patients have some sort of coverage and you need coverage. Everyone mm. needs coverage, but I would have you look at it in a different, with a different view mm. is that your insurance is sort of similar to how you have uh, home insurance or car insurance. It's there for disastrous events and we all need it. Okay. Yep. Um, and whether you have a catastrophic type of plan, so the health share plans or a major, you know, um, coverage of some kind, um, you still need something to protect you for the minor events that come up. The minor, you know, everyday kinds of uh, nuisances. And our focus is to, to hopefully keep you healthy enough that you don't even need your insurance. You yep. know, you'll just sort of forget to have it, kind of like your life insurance or your car insurance. You know, you just sort of tuck it away and you, you pay your premiums or your monthly fee to have it, but you, you forget about it because you're so healthy and you've been maintaining your car or maintaining your house and nothing bad ever happens to you, right? So we maintain the body and we know how to preserve it in really good health. And um, the way the world is working now is that, you know, people don't take care of their body Mm. the way Mm. it should be maintained. And so they wait until it's kind of, you know, an analogy to the vehicle, right? Mm. Um, They wait till the vehicle is service engine soon. Exactly. Like everything is, is smoking and making all sorts of weird noises. Like I'm not a car person, so I have no idea. My husband takes care of everything, but he would be so mad if I didn't change the oil. Um, you know, there's all sorts of weird noises. You ran it into the ground. You didn't do anything to that car, never Mm. looked under the hood. Mm. Um, I think the radiator makes some weird noises and I don't know, (laughs) right. It would blow up before you took it in. I mean, men would just think, Oh my God, (laughs) you know, what did you do to this car? Um, so for me, I'm like the mechanic for the body. Mm. Mm. And, uh, I think that people would understand, you know, 
Um, I hear this all the time. You know, oh, I'm so healthy. I, I've not been to a doctor in 15 years. And then they come in and they want me to overhaul them, mm. you know, because, oh, I wasn't sick until now. And it's like literally they hadn't been to the doctor in 15 Jeez. years. So, you know, obviously when I start looking under the hood, I'm like, well, silently these things have been going on. Mm. So the idea for my clinic is that, you know, if you're if you are coming to see your doctor on a routine basis and actually looking under the hood, that we would be able to maintain you for a really long time mm. and keep you running smooth, mm. right? Um, and it's all about just, you know, understanding the body, just like your mechanic understands the car, um, and keep you, you know, running forever if we really maintained you um, in, in a really nice way. That's okay? awesome. So yeah. so what are those, and I know, again, that every every person is different, every body is different, every, uh-huh. every situation, every patient encounter is different. But generally speaking, kind of the 80-20 rule, right? Like what are, right. what are, when you talk about proactive best practice behaviors, lifestyles, mm-hmm. choices, um, if you were diagnosed, right, to continue the analogy, if you were diagnosing the car, what are the like biggest systems and things that you kind of walk through going, hey, if, you know, if you would have been doing these things for these 15 mm-hmm. years where you didn't see the doctor, it would have prevented this catastrophic engine failure or whatever, right? I'm not a car person either. My <laughs> wife handles all that for us. Um, but how, how, like, how do you walk into, you know, systematically and like big picture? Right. What are those, what are those big, like, hey, if you could have done these things, right? I don't think yeah. we're all kind of looking for that wisdom. Right. And so me being in family medicine, I, I don't look at the body in silo. Mm. You know, you can't, you can't separate all the pieces. Mm. So the biggest piece, would I would say, is sleep. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Preserve your sleep. Mm. Absolutely. What do you mean by that? What, what's what's yeah. preserve your so, sleep? So, you know, you think of it as if your body is in a state of emergency mm. and you start losing sleep. Uh, your body thinks it's under a state of emergency at all times. Mm. So it starts to shoot out all of these emergency hormones Mm. um, and thinks it's, you know, in a state of emergency at all times. And so if it gets back into state of restfulness, Mm. then everything is good. But when you're under a state of emergency, all the things that happens in a state of emergency, it's supposed to be really a temporary state, Mm. um, but it's going to preserve you. Mm. You know, and, and those those things that happen under a state of emergency is things like, you know, high blood pressure, right? Your heart rate goes up, your heart's beating really fast. It's sort of like the analogy to the car would be like revving your engine. Mm. You know, how long can you sustain that before you blow up your engine? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, right. um, and so it's really overworking your systems and really cannot, it can't be sustained. Mm. And so you have to get, your body back to that state of restfulness and, and then things, things get back to normal, you know? Um, and then, um, think of it as, you know, if you're not putting great fuel into your system, so that, that would be equating to nutrition. So we focus on first getting back to really nice, restful sleep, quality rest where you're waking up feeling like you got enough rest. Are there practical, like sleep tips, sleep suggestions, sleep, um, and I'm I'm kind of like nerding out on sleep uh-huh. lately too. Uh, yeah. We we have a whoop. My wife and I have a whoop, and so it's like tracking all sorts of random stuff. But like the thing that it's alerted me to the most is like, oh damn, I don't sleep enough. Like, right. and, and in this right. culture of 
hustle, do, perform, be on. And, and, and you hear, and I've probably even said stupid stuff like this, but like, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And it's kind of this like hustly mindset. Yeah. Um, I have too much to do. And I'm now it's like, <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because, you know, Brooke, my wife has, um, she's been on this train for her whole life. She's like, no, I never sacrifice my sleep. Like there's exceptions yes. when there's whatever kids awake or people sick or whatever. But she's like, Sleep is the most important thing. I'm it getting is. in bed and I'm not going to, you know, do a bunch of like crazy stuff beforehand or whatever. So anyway, my long rambling question is like, are there suggestions, tips, best practices that you um, would recommend? Yeah. You know, I think that our devices <laughs> have gotten in the way. Oh, man. I know, right? Guilty. I know. So for my kids, I will um, have them mm. remove their like cell phones and mm. those devices, the bright lights mm. from electronics. Mm. Yeah, remove it from the room. Even those little, you know, just plugging things in, those little blue lights that kind of flash and you don't even realize that they're in the room. Mm. Yeah, black everything out. Keep the temperature cooler. Mm. Just simple tips like that. And is there a, a obviously like – eight hours is kind of the gold it standard, is. but what's the, is. like, is there, is, is that, is that it? Like, is that, Hey, sleep it eight hours. It's really simple, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Melatonin is actually mm. really good. It's released mm. from your brain and that is the trigger. You mm. know, you think of it, if you go camping and it's seven o'clock at night and you know, go out in the wilderness, you, yeah, you, you, you drop and you're like, why is it that it's seven and you're suddenly exhausted? You know, mm. it's because you're away from all the bright lights mm. Um, and melatonin is allowed to actually increase in your body naturally, and that is a trigger for your body to go to sleep. And without melatonin coming out, because we naturally suppress that when we're um, surrounded mm. by all the bright lights, um, without melatonin, melatonin is actually a natural antioxidant mm. and natural anti-inflammation um, hormone. So your body actually doesn't have that around chronically when you are lacking sleep, and it's so important. Interesting. Yeah, so, you know, the downfall of that to disease mm. so mm. so important yeah it's like the number one thing is if you if you will get your sleep so we we work on that in the practice is just you know i ask mm. how are you sleeping that's one of the mm. big questions i ask and people are always surprised like no one's ever asked me that before and it's one of the first things that i will ask in which it practice. makes sense like it it's does. it's the restorative part of Absolutely. all of the stuff that we do on a yeah. on the other non eight hours ish uh-huh. <laughs> and i see younger and younger men coming in with mm. um, low testosterone because mm. of lack of sleep mm. young men uh-huh, their testosterone levels just plummet mm. because you know your body will suppress the making of the sex hormones mm. because of lack of sleep um, and, and y- it makes sense because you know you're self-preserving you're going to deal with an emergency because you know you are releasing all this adrenaline and you know say in the middle of a fire or some other emergency your sex hormones are going to <laughs> be suppressed mm. because that is the inappropriate time for your body mm. to be, you know, dealing with fertility, mm. right? Or libido in the <laughs> right. middle of a fire yep. when you're just trying to save yourself. To right? stay alive. Exactly. Like, yeah, fundamentally. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. And so when you're chronically under stress mm. like that, the last thing that's going to happen is you're making um, your sex hormones. That's okay? crazy. So if you want to, I, I, Tell my patients, if you want to preserve those sex hormones, you're absolutely (laughs) going to get your rest, get back to your restfulness. Yeah, that's great. So those are wonderful tips. So the, Uh the, the 55 inch TV that streamed Ted Lasso (laughs) last night while we laid in bed is probably not like, (laughs) probably not, probably not. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, we uh, we have some work to do for sure on, on that front. Um, I, frankly, I was not alarmed, but like, uh, yeah, surprised that that was the first and strongest like recommendation from from a physician, right? Like that's that's really alarming because in a good way of like, hey, go to sleep, get some sleep. And um, like I said, for my own kind of journey to watch um, those sleep scores that I get each morning, I'm right. like, oh, gosh. Um, I know. It, Isn't that so, so simple and basic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fascinating to start so seeing things. like, and it's kind of creepy because it, it like tells me how many times I was disturbed in the night and what my latency was and all these like, this stuff that you would understand way better than I do. Um, but it, it's at least these indicators of, mm-hmm. hey, like you are sleep deprived. And, and that's typically my state. Um, and, and it does. It comes out for me. It comes out in like short temper, high anxiety. Like Absolutely. if I'm not getting my rest, it's like, man, I'm, my fuse is yeah. a little quicker. My mind's not as sharp. I mean, it's all related, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what would be number, you, you started to go into nutrition and then I like, kind of back this back up to the sleep stuff but as you think of you know another big recommendation or practice or or thought you know mindful um you you were going into nutrition what are your thoughts on that the the second thing about the analogy to the vehicle it's a quality quality fuel Mm, mm, mm. right so keeping that engine revved up constantly so we get it to a restful state and then we Mm. give you quality fuel so that would be nutrition Mm. so you know if you're dumping just crappiest oil and gas into your vehicle what do you expect for performance Mm. right so yeah so that's what i tell all my patients um it's going to (laughs) sputter you you Mm. know you can't expect great performance when you are not eating Mm. quality foods Mm. Um, and everyone is different you know depends on your inherited uh, metabolism and, and your genetics um, and what is going on with you. And, and a lot of times patients come to me and they already have some some problems, some medical issue going on. Mm. So we're re- reversing some diseases. Um, and it may not be a diagnosis yet, but, you know, uh, it, it oftentimes is when they're coming to me in their 50s. Mm. They already have a diagnosis, but we can reverse that. You know, so it's mm. never too late and we can reverse it depending on what's going on. And then we, we start them on a program mm. um, and get get them on the right track. But it, it can start with really the basic basic things like getting you on you know a good sleep program and then starting you on the right nutrition plan. Okay, that's so, great. That's yeah. great. Are there uh, again? I know there's lots of um, you know there's lots of context and nuance by type and by person and by um, like you mentioned genetics. Uh, are there general best practices on nutrition? If, nutrition feels like to me one of those like oh, I should read more books or mm-hmm. I should work out more. It's like, man, sure. um, it's almost like we know the head knowledge, but but then it's like, man, the French fries from Freddy's were really good, right? right? <laughs> like, how, yeah. how do we translate head into more like practice and behavior? Well, it is in, in my practice, it's really um, precision medicine. So it is individualized. Um, I would recommend a different plan for each person depending mm-hmm. on what I see on their labs. So I do genomic studies um, when it's appropriate. Mm. So depending on how you metabolize your foods and there's gut health that's in involved. Mm. So if your gut is not digesting your food, you're not going to get your nutrition out of the food you are eating, mm. right? So and then, you know, that food tells your body what, what to do. Mm. Okay, so there's a lot more to it than just here, eat this. Yep. 
right? Yep. Okay, so we, we do a little bit more investigation. It's a deeper dive, and that's really what functional medicine does is it looks at more global picture than um, sort of cookie-cutter um, medicine. So, you know, it's more individualized, and it's curated to mm. what that individual brings to me and the things that we see on the results. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's hard to say, you know, without looking at a little bit more detail on mm. results. Yeah, you made me think. I uh, again, I, I feel a little insecure and weird even asking a, an actual <laughs> practicing medical doctor this question. But I've I've read and listened to lots about the microbiome in the last year or right. so. It is very important. And, and there's a doctor. Uh, he wrote Fiber Fueled, I think was his name. Doctor B, Doctor Will, something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the like. The it's my, I, I'll get the numbers way wrong, but it's like billions of yes. microbiome. I mean, it's like fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole other, or, or like a whole other world in there. <laughs> it's like it is. what happens it down there? So, it's, it's insane. So the gut health yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and, and because the, there's so much bacteria in your body, and they they are naturally intended to mm. help you, mm. you know. And so they're they're doing jobs in, in your body to help break down the foods, and you know they they are intended to do that job, right? And so if they're not, if they're thrown off of their natural environment, they're not doing the job they're intended to do. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah, and, and things throw it off naturally, like when you're ill, when you're stressed out, when you're given antibiotics mm. inappropriately. Mm. You know, I mean, and sometimes antibiotics are necessary, but they're going to throw off the natural environment mm. of your body, um, and there's ways to get them back to the natural state. But meanwhile, you know, things are not right, mm. <laughs> so they're not going to do the job they're intended to do. Okay, so and there's ways to get that back to, mm. um, you know, the, the natural environment. Um and so we evaluate that. And so just back backtracking, so I am functionally trained, which means that, uh, and I never understood this until I went back into more training okay. in functional medicine. So functional means that we look at the function of the systems of the body mm. instead of kind of in silo. Okay. So it's, it's more uh, a... Holistic approach. A more holistic yeah. approach, yeah. 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 You look at the entire system... Mm. In, in addition to, you know, and, and not that it's kind of, you know, because you look at the systems in addition to the other systems, I guess, mm. push-pull mm. systems, mm. right? Um, because if you change something in one system, you expect that it's going to change something in another system. Because like I said, the body is so beautifully designed mm. that you know that there's backup systems to backup systems to backup systems. You know, there's, there's, there's going to be a consequence change in another system if there's a problem in another system. That makes sense. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, so it's all related. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so when we're measuring, you know, a problem and trying to figure out what happened, why this person is presenting with one system, mm. you know that you know we're, we start digging for why that is. Mm. You know, you're looking for a root cause. Um, you expect that there's it's a there's a problem. You know, not just in this system, but there's backup systems mm. that have kicked into gear to protect you. Okay, um, so it's not just it's not very it's not just in a, a siloed area um, because your body is so beautifully designed and just like we design you know computer systems you know we don't expect that it's a it's a, a very you know one area thing um, guys the engineers know this and they've designed three five twelve you know areas to protect that one area there's all these systems for backups right. 
um, that's a smart thing to do. And our body is so beautifully and mm. smartly designed, it's so intelligent that there's so many backup systems. So when I go in there as a functional practitioner, I know that there have been some backup systems that have been kicked into gear. Mm. So it's just a matter of finding the, the root of the problem. And um, there's, there's steps to take that we, we kind of peel back the layers um, to try to figure that out. Yeah, okay. it totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's really fun because once we figure out, like, you know, um, oh, we've, we've given somebody a medication that might have patched it up temporarily, um, but sometimes the medications that we prescribe can maybe cover it up and we've actually maybe permanently mm. <laughs> um, covered up or damaged, you mm. know, a system that's trying to get back to normal state. And so what I tell my patients is that, you know, the medications can are, are necessarily to maybe temporarily fix something, but when we get to the root cause, maybe the goal is to, you know, try to fix the root cause and, and then use the Band-Aid mm. as a temporary fix while we fix the root cause. And then we can maybe, you know, over time, maybe get rid of the Band-Aid, mm. you know, as we heal the problem. Okay, because the, the body will naturally get back to the uh, a more balanced place, and um, the the hope is that we we can get there if we if we find that problem, you know. So, what this is a maybe a, an obnoxious question. Why is that so rare in medicine uh-huh. today? Like it, it that like yeah. what you said is like yep hell yeah like on board right Doesn't like it, make it, it makes yeah. sense it may in in the same way that. To continue the car theme, uh-huh. if if I have a I, whatever, like if, if I take my car into the shop and they run the diagnostics and and it's like, hey, you've got a million things wrong and the root cause is this thing, but like we're just gonna patch your tire today. That's all we're gonna do, sure. and you're gonna like go back out. Your tire will be fixed, but all the rest of it we didn't really we kind of ignored. Right. Like why why is that such a rare approach? Well, I think it's just the system of medicine that's become what it is, is, is that, um, and I, I really think my opinion is that, uh, the system has just been pushed that way because it's overwhelmed. Um, and it's the incentive has just, it's been pushed in that direction. And trust me, physicians, I mean, my whole family is in medicine. They're, we're all primary care and we start out feeling like we're going to save each person. You know, right. I mean, nobody ever goes into medicine thinking that they're going to, um, you know, hurt someone or, mm. you know, just put a Band-Aid on them and off you go. It's just you're so overwhelmed that mm. all you can do is treat well what's said. in front of you, the symptom. Um, you, you, you hope that you're going to fix that person, you know. Um, but as you get further in practice and there's just not enough time, and on, I, I really think that it's an insurance thing mm. that has – prevented physicians from really getting down to, you know, getting to the root cause of, mm. of what's happening with each person, you know, it's, it's time intensive, you know, and so you, you can only do what you can do in 10 minutes. Right, right. Right. Makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so you end up just having to treat what's in front of you with what you can. And it's sometimes it's just easier to just treat with medication that can treat the immediate thing that's in front of you. Um, and treat the symptom, right? Um, and that's all you can do in that that minute, mm. okay? And that's mm. why that's why you know removing the insurance was a really big deal, and it was scary, you know, because it's it's really going against the grain, you know. Sure. Yeah, and um, 
And physicians know that, you know, if you can get to the, if you had time to spend with a patient, you could get to the bottom of it because it, you have time to dig. But it's, it's time intensive. <laughs> it's a lot like um, the analogy that is kind of bling, uh, kind of banging around in my brain. My wife is going back to get her uh, master's in counseling. Uh-huh. And it's, it's time intensive to hear the story of a Absolutely. human and yeah. how a, you know, decades of stuff, mm-hmm. whether it's like crazy, hard, traumatic stuff or just life stuff, normal stuff is like all adds up to the root cause is time intensive. It's really Absolutely. interesting how you said that. Uh-huh. Do you um, remember house? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you, and you have to um, talk to the other specialist in their sit, you know, whoever ran the endocrine system and, and then house would go and talk to the cardiologist and the neurologist and they'd sit and have this big powwow and mm-hmm. toss around ideas. And it, it's sort of like that, but People just, I mean, doctors just don't have time to sit and toss around ideas like that anymore. You know, you're just trying to get through your day. It's It's just, yeah. 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 And so I I don't, I don't think that, I mean, I think more physicians are trying to get away from that system now, but, but honestly, it's, it's hard to escape when that's, um, you're, you're really working for the insurance companies. Um, That's how you get paid. Mm. Right. And Mm. so, um, I think more and more physicians are probably going to go this route, you know, with time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. How? Um, well, let, let me let me try to finish one thought because then I do want to talk really specifically about your business model. Um, so if you're diagnosing the car, we've got sleep, we've got nutrition. What other big like helpful as folks are listening, they're going, man, I, I knew that, but like, yeah, root cause of X, I probably need to pay some more attention to. What what would maybe be the next one? Um, after we do we. We do, you know, sleep, um, stress management, nutrition, stress management is a big thing. And again, that ties back to sleep because usually when there's a lot of stressors, um, we, we help folks get to um, the right people for stress management. And that could mean exercise. That could mean therapy, counseling. You know, um, we, we take a look at labs. I said we, you know, dive a little bit deeper with labs. And, um, and, and that's individualized, too. We look at hormones testing, nutrition, gut health. Um, we always start with the basics. You know, we look at simple things like the blood count, um, you know, vitamins, uh, inflammation markers. Uh, depends on what I'm hearing. Um, I can go as deep as even genomics. Jeez. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it depends on what I'm hearing, if there's a trend on family history. Um, and that's really preci- precision medicine. You know, and we see, we see kiddos up to older folks um and if there's already chronic disease um and depends on the health goals for that person too we send folks to health coaching um life coaching fitness specialists therapists counselors you know we have all sorts of folks even um energy healers Mm. reiki specialists all sorts of folks depends on uh the need Mm. and you know we gauge what their needs are, uh, what support they need. And these are steps we take. It's not, it's not a one-time thing. It takes a long time. And I always caution folks because by the time I see them, they have a whole list of problems that they want (laughs) me to tackle with them. And it, you know, it took them a long time to find me uh, a long time to get the symptoms that they're describing. Um, and it's a relationship that we build over time, you know, and, I, I caution them and I say, you know, we 
takes a long time to get reverse, to health goals yeah. and reverse. Yeah. So we just set some goals and expectations, and we we tackle them, and, and I help them get to you know prioritize what I think needs to be number one priority, and then we we take the steps. Okay. It, it, I, I love for the for the record, love the model um, and agree. Mm-hmm. It feels in, in in like we've we've oriented our life personally around lots of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine though that the current of everything now, everything fast, high stress, high pace, um the expectation that's like, no, damn it. Like, I just want you to fix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally get it. It's like root cause stuff, but like fix this thing right now, right? Um, Culturally, and and I'm I'm sure we're not like fully unique in this, but like Americans are like the fastest paced, hustle-minded, go, 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 don't sleep, don't stop. Don't sit and meditate. Don't breathe. <laughs> like, um, and, and maybe I'm getting a little too weird in, in this moment. But like the 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 current of our culture is not towards root cause. It's towards fast food, yep. right? Yes. H- how do you like? How do you combat that? So they're not for me. If, Interesting. Yes. Yep. So I actually, when when someone is interested, that's an awesome answer, by the way. <laughs> so when. Uh, we opened up the practice, you know, we had a specific person that I thought would be the perfect person to match my mm. style of practice. Mm. So we, we actually are intend for us to be small mm. so that we can develop um, a certain style of practice because I'm primary care and my, my, uh, we intend to be small and we intend, we intend it to be a very personal type of setting. You know, so we now we've come to interview the patients because I learned very quickly that when we first started, I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this? Because I left a corporate job um, and we put everything we had into this practice. Okay, I was employed. I mean, we had I was seeing thousands of people in my practice and I was thousands. Yeah. I mean, I I was I probably had, I don't know. 3,000 patients in my practice. And I started out in the community in Liberty and um, probably had three or 4,000 in that practice before I went to corporate. Jeez. And, you know, and then I started out with zero when I went to my private practice and I was turning 50. Mm. It Mm. was very scary. Mm. And so when we started, I had Mm. zero. Mm. And we When was that? What year was was that? in 2000. Okay. I mean, okay. sorry, 2020. 20, okay. <laughs> 2020, okay. you know, and that was COVID. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. it was like, oh you know, and I started and I said, I was turning 50 mm. and it mm. was, maybe it was a midlife crisis, mm. but I, mm. I told my husband, you know, it's now or never yep. because I had dreams about this. And I, yep. I said, we're, we have to do it now or this is not going to happen. And, um, I, I wanted to change the way medicine was done. And, you know, we were, we were, we said, we're going to do this one patient at a time. We're going to care for people. So we at first said, we're just, we're going to start talking to people and we're going to take whoever comes in the store. Okay. Because you need, we need, we need patients. Yeah. Patients. Right. But we quickly learned that they have to match the way I, I practice medicine because otherwise the expectation is not going to be met. They have to understand how I practice, and they have to 
you know, other, I mean, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So we started um, talking to people before they joined because it's a membership mm. um, style of practice. And it's, it's a low monthly membership, you know, um, but it really the monthly membership, which we hadn't really talked about yet, but the monthly membership, it breaks down that mm. financial barrier that people hesitate for like the, the copay per visit, right? Mm -hmm. it, it removes that barrier to visit the doctor. Yep. Okay. So we didn't want that. So when we started seeing patients, then we realized like if we, if our vision doesn't match for what they wanted from me and what I wanted from them, they, if patients don't want to hear me say, change your habits. Right. Okay. Then this isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I talk to patients and their expectation is just for me to refill all of their medications and they don't want to hear me ask about sleep or talk to them about, um, you know, their habits or changing how they're eating, then it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now Smart. I say if, if, you know, maybe they, they probably should move on to a different practice if um, they just have a different feel <laughs> for mm. for the style of practice, right? So so now if uh, I have a person that is more our style, <laughs> um, I'm super excited to work with them mm. because I think people are seeking this style of practice, and I think they'll work really well with us. Um, you know, and I you know I I I'm super happy to work with them, mm. but if they're not, they'll be really unhappy with me. <laughs> uh, you know and they can find a tr more traditional totally. style of, of physician. There's plenty out there mm. um, that will not ask them a question about their sleep or their stress or, you know, just refill their meds and move them on. But we go a little deeper than that. And 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 I imagine the ones that, that have been attracted to the model have yes. been rave reviewers of like, oh my gosh, we this is what I've been looking for, right? Like this, yes. it's a break in the mold from, mm -hmm. you know, you didn't say it this way, but like 3,000 patients, holy smokes. Like, of course you didn't have time. Of course, of course you didn't have yes. any root cause time. Mm -hmm. you, right? you, you said earlier, yeah. it's like time intensive. Like that, that there was no time, there's no time right. with 3,000. Yeah, like, I mean, if someone's gonna, I, I had one patient that left and, you know, and I, it used to hurt my feelings when they mm. left. Mm. Sure. <laughs> um, but- she, we asked questions and, and she left and the feedback was, mm. um, we spent too much time with her asking questions. And so I thought, <laughs> well, you know, then, then she's not for us right. because we, yep. we interviewed her and I needed to know these, mm. Mm. her lifestyle. So she's obviously not going to fit well with us mm. if that annoyed her that we wanted to know her sleep habits, you know? Mm. So mm. that's not somebody's going to fit well with our practice mm. if, mm. you know, those types of questions were too probing. Mm. So um, that's fine with me. Mm. I mean, uh, I'm, we were happy to let her go because it's not going to work well. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, that's awesome. So that, I mean, so that, that's the kind of thing that we learned over time is that, you know, that, that didn't at first hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, you didn't like me. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's mm. not going to work for either one of us. So I was, she needs to find somewhere that, um, works better for her style. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep, that's right. How, how from a, the business model standpoint, you mentioned, you know, launching, leaving something very stable and, and, and uh, uh, secure, amazing, all that, um, 
and then you launch this in the middle of a pandemic, right? right. Um, mm. I imagine though, uh, I mean, all like health pieces aside, I imagine it was actually a decent time to do it because people were then more okay with the virtual, you know, te- is it telehealth? Did I get that name right? Mm. Um, uh, like how, how has, I guess, how has the business kind of like evolved even in the year and a half that y'all have been open? You know, it was really difficult mm. at first, but mm. I had already been doing telemedicine mm. for years for my own patient panel in the corporate setting. Um, it, it just was in the corporate setting and it pre-COVID. Mm. And mm. at that time, um, I was the only one doing it and it wasn't popular and it it was like well we we're not really sure where mobile med Mm. is going so Mm. you know nobody nobody it wasn't in vogue Mm. at that time you know Mm. it wasn't popular um until covid hit and then it was like oh hey dr nadeau will you do this for everyone else too and teach everyone else how to do it and i was already heading out Mm. um Mm. to do my own thing Mm. so i thought well this is the perfect time to to do my own thing. Um, so we, we did incorporate it and we started out mobile because everything was shut down at that time. Um, so it was an easier transition. Um, and it, people were very confused about the safety of mobile medicine, but I have to say that just to, to educate people that physicians have been doing mobile med forever. Yep. I mean, you know, you've taught, you've talked to your doctor on the phone and right. gotten advice from your doctor on the phone for, time eternal that's right. that's right you know your doctors have learned medicine in books through books mm-hmm. it's nothing mm-hmm. new nothing new <laughs> at all it's the here's the thing insurance didn't pay for it interesting huh insurance didn't recognize mobile med so your doctor never got paid for the calls at night you see mm. so mm. it wasn't recognized as a form of care mm by insurance companies and and that's the bottom line and so moving away from insurance companies doctors could charge for it but it was a cash thing Mm. and and that's the whole business of medicine that folks don't understand Mm. is that the doctors didn't recognize it as a form of medicine a practice of medicine even though we've been doing you know practice of medicine by phone (laughs) triaging folks all the time you know of course it's all it's been in practice for a long long time it's just it wasn't recognized Mm. okay so Mm. now all of a sudden it's like this new thing well it's really not that new Mm. it's Mm. not new it's old Mm. okay so it was easy to transition to it it's just patients um you know people worried about the safety and on and on but it you know we've been doing it all along okay so now uh we've got devices that support it you know and it's it's secure and et cetera. But, um, you know, I've been able to make it really work for me being a mom and flexible. Um, I can be at home and work from home and see my, my kids with their activities and on the weekends. I mean, and we, you know, again, I've been doing it all along, you know? Yep. Um, and, and so it's, it's just been really nice because now I'm independent and no one is saying, well, not really working unless I'm in the the office, mm. Mm. and that's what I'd been told all of my career that it's not truly working unless awesome. you're in the office or in the hospital, right? But what does it look like when I'm on call? Mm-hmm. That's really me still working. Yep. But it was never recognized because you couldn't bill it. Got it. Yep. Yeah. So now I'm st- I can still work wherever I am. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 
So that, that was really neat um, to be able to create um, that look and feel for my work schedule and even for my staff because, you know, my nurse still works from home too. Awesome. She supports me. Yeah, from work, and she's she lives way up north. That's awesome. You know, and so we can flex our schedules like that and and still make it work for both of us because we're busy mm-hmm. um, and work for our patients too because, you know, patients can call me and they're on the road and we can still take care of them and meet their needs too. So that that's the, the look and the feel of it is very different. And so smart. Because everybody's really busy, right? But we can still take care of of everyone's needs. Um, so that's the beauty of it. And, you know, we use text messaging. We use, we use all the gadgets. You know, we text, email, phone, video, Zoom, all of it, just whatever fits. We don't drag all our patients in every single time just to bill you, <laughs> you know? So that's, that's the thing is that in the past, the whole business of dragging people into the office was just because it was insurance-based. Crazy. That, that is the truth of it, mm. okay? Mm. That's the reason why you had to come in to be seen by your doctor, and that's why you waited three hours to be seen to get your refill because it's insurance space that you could not bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The business of medicine, that's as the, you I said. mean, that's yeah, really yeah, the yeah. business. So yeah. when we yeah. remove insurance, yeah. um, mm. that's, that's how simple it is. Mm. That's why we removed insurance out of the picture. Mm. And So smart. Yeah, and so... So the way our business model is, is is really that monthly service covers for all of the things that we do. Um, And so when people, our patients text us or they want to call us and they have a concern, we take care of all of those things, all the in-between stuff. And if we need to see you, we see you in the office. If we need to call you or you text us, we answer or email, whatever it is, those are things that we do. And if it makes sense that we answer by text message or you send us a photo of whatever it is, your swollen ankle or your rash or whatever that is. Um, we take care of it if we need to bring you into the office and we bring you in, mm-hmm. you know, um, all that makes sense. That's amazing. And yeah. and full, full disclosure, like mm-hmm. we are members and it's been like this wonderful and it's only been a few weeks and there's been lots of alignment around mm-hmm. values and the way you approach your practice and the way we've kind of built and, and, and organized our life and our responsibility for our health over these last few years. And so um, the to, to validate the like client or patient experience piece, I, I think it's brilliant because from a membership model standpoint, the uh, I use language like client. I know you would say patient because uh-huh. we're like in the marketing business. Um, but a, as the user, right, as the, as the patient mm-hmm. to – have access and to know, uh, uh, and again, it, it, it sounds really small probably to you, but from a patient standpoint, to be able to text mm-hmm. a medical practice and know that you're going to get a f- fairly quick response and caring, thoughtful, intentional response, and I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm not one of 3,000, right, where you're like, I don't, man, I, like you, you, you know the specifics because it is intentionally small, right? That level of the met, of course, like the medicine part, like the, the foundation of the, of the um, practice has to be great, but that care, that intentionality, that deliberate, and, and we've, we've organized our, our marketing business in that way too. It's like, man, we, we know like a Tyler on our team today texted a client 
Tosca, congrats on the new house purchase because she posted it on Facebook. It's like that's the level of um, right. p- care that people not not only want but deserve, and like the dignity around the humanity of of being known right. is is really um, I think foundational, really cool, and, and attractive and contagious. I think, and so uh, I guess it, it leads to my two final questions. Otherwise, I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll out out extend our invitation of time here. Um, one is the first one is this like how did the bloom lavi health name get born right like I, i'd be curious to hear the origin story um because we're we're storytellers here and we love good design we love meaningful intention and 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 the ways you've organized the look and the feel of the actual brand um so what's the bloom story i'd be, I'd be curious to hear it so i'm i'm actually i was born in the philippines mm. and my parents are Physicians, my whole family mm. are physicians. They're primary care physicians, internal medicine. I'm the only family physician, but everyone else is, is internal medicine. Crazy. Yeah. And um, they immigrated in the 70s, mm. and they left the Philippines during martial law. Wow. Yes. Jeez. So um, landed in New York and then moved to southwest Kansas, little town Elkhart, Kansas. Wow. I don't know if you read that on my, my blog, but... Um, so, you know, had had a great upbringing in mm. the country. Mm. And my, my dad, <laughs> my parents were, you know, these small town mm. doctors. Mm. Um, and we've been through our ups and downs, mm. and um, but always mm. came out of it. Mm. And, you know, looking back, it was, it was pretty idyllic growing up in the Southwest. Mm. But I saw my parents take care of the community, mm. okay? Mm. Um, I did medical missions all my life, and so... The bloom represents just the Asian, the lotus mm. flower, which mm. has a lot of meaning um, mm. for resiliency. Mm. Okay, uh, it grows out of muddy waters. I don't know if you know much about the lotus plant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, grows out of muddy waters and mm. shakes off the mud mm. and blooms this beautiful mm. flower. Um, so that's it. Represents mm. the lotus and the struggle. And yeah. The struggle. Yeah. Right. Um, and. And really, uh, so for the business model, um, mm. there's eight petals on there, and each one of them represents a, a part of health. Love that. Um, but uh, the, the support pieces of health. Um, but it's resiliency. Mm. That's the basics of it. Mm. Yeah. And then la vie for life, mm. you know, because we, it's, it's a journey mm. through life and just being resilient and remembering that it's, it's not a – one thing that you're going to do it's really a journey rem- and remembering that you're awesome. <laughs> you're going to be you're, you're going to have things that come up in health and it's people always expect that you mm. know they say well look at that person they're really healthy but you know that it's it's decision after decision mm. every single day you're going to have to make decisions to benefit your health it's not something that's easy it's not something that's easy. It's it's decisions that you make every single day for every meal that you do, every step that you take to mm. keep yourself healthy. It's it's not something that comes just comes to you. It's something that you do every single day that's going to keep you healthy. It's okay? well said. It's so hard. It's hard to practice. It's beautiful. It's, it really and is. So 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 well said. It's, yes, yes. And so it's not it's not it's always mm. a journey, and um and you have to maintain it through life. So that's really that's cool. how that came up to be. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing. And then my, my second question before we, we close mm-hmm. is, and, and it's impossible to answer, I'm sure, but 
but vision wise, like what is the future of uh, maybe specifically your practice? Um, but, but a little broader, like the, the business of medicine, as you called it, which I, I, I really like, um, what's on the horizon in terms of, is there a, is there a migration into this different, like a pivot into this model? Like what, what kind of, you know, macro from an industry, industry standpoint is at play and, and how do you anticipate the next pick a, pick a horizon five years, 10 years, sure. uh, unfolding? Well, we hope that bloom continues to grow. Um, each office, we have our first site here in Liberty, but uh, we expect that each office will still be small and personal with, you know, just the one physician. I'm going to be hiring a nurse practitioner here cool. with, within the next few months because we've grown pretty rapidly. But each practice will only have probably max out at 500 patients because it will be like a small community feel. That's cool. And I won't be able to manage more than 500 probably yeah. Per, yeah. per physician. Um, and because it's going to be personal and then it's going to have the next little bud grow. Yep, right. Cool. And then, um, and each, each doctor will have its own little group mm-hmm. and just, just like how Starbucks or McDonald's does it, each, each little cafe is the same size. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it grows probably across the street or whatever, but each, each physician and each office will look very similar with its support people, That's with cool. its therapist, its counselor, its it's a health coach. Mm. It will look very, very similar, and then it will pop up in the next site. Um, mm. And each physician has its, you know, same style, holistic approach, functional medicine, and provide the same types of services. Um, and there may be several, you know, Bloom La Vie mm. in the same community, but each physician can manage it because each That's location cool. is very small. And it doesn't have to be large physically because we do a lot of of telemedicine, right? And so we do probably more, 65% of our practice is actually um, virtual. Interesting. So the Mm. location physically is Mm. not very large. Um, It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be, right? right? Not like these gargantuan places that grow, 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 add more physicians because it physically doesn't have to be very big. Um, We have, you know, three, four um, physical places we draw blood on site but our our space is not like these huge offices right yeah so we we expect that we're going to have probably a large um Mm. little pods everywhere scattered everywhere but you know maybe in five five ten years we'll see more of these bloom lovey locations in the community that's awesome i'm so grateful to hear the 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 depth of the story i kind of knew the you know cliff's notes and the the PR pieces, yeah. right, and, and the website pieces, but but it's it's really cool, and and obviously we're we're cheering for you. Awesome. Okay, final five time. Ready? Okay. <laughs> um, number one, and I, I I always get my own questions out of order, so I think uh, we'll we'll just go with this order today. Um, on a like low key weekend or whatever off time, um, favorite T shirt, like your go to T shirt. My favorite T-shirt is this T-shirt that I designed a few years ago. Mm. It's a definition of resilient, mm. and it's it's it says a definition, and then it says the synonym me. That's awesome. And it's be, still being so, sold on Amazon. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. That's cool. We'll link to it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, number two, the last or whatever doesn't have to be last favorite book that you've read or listened to. Purpose Driven Life. Really. Mm-hmm. That's Rick it's on Warren. my night. Rick mm-hmm. Warren's book. Okay. Warren. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. On my nightstand. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, 
not next to all of your digital devices. <laughs> Which I'm nope. like, phone's plugged in by my bed. It's actually a real book with paper. That's hot. Yeah, those are my favorite kinds too. Um, number three, what is your, nope, time out. Number three, uh, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? I already did it. I left my <laughs> corporate job. That's well said. And started my own business. Well said. That's well <laughs> said. Um, know the feeling well. Um, number four, what is your favorite place on earth? Anywhere my family is. Mm, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. All right, the heavy one. When it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for being that girl who changed healthcare. That's a That's a big one. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I hope that comes true. Well, you're on, you're clearly on the path and on the journey. Um, where can folks kind of follow along on the story of Bloom, of you, of like what you're up to? Um, what's like the best places to point them in the digital universe? Not before they go to sleep, of course. But yes. Uh, they can go on our website. It would be bloomloveyhealth.com. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, Dr. Nadeau, thank you for your time. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and your story and and uh, and your business with us. It's been super fun. Thanks for having me on, Justin. Appreciate of, it. Of course. Thanks. As always, thank you for listening. Your attention is super valuable, so thank you for giving it to us. If you're a fan of the show, please go rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. I would really appreciate it. Until next time, when we get to share another great conversation with you, have a great week and let your life tell a meaningful story.